0: Jeremiah 315, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living, preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. we hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same.
1: This Sunday morning, I'm going to talk to you about a topic, a message that is titled "One Thing." One thing. One thing. Uno. One thing. What is that one thing? One thing. One. Uno. Or do you say one in French? Un. Reverend I speaks French very well, so it's going to help you with my French. Uno. Un. Uh. How do you say f- uh, one in uh, chi? Baco. <inaudible> what about Fanti? <inaudible> what about Gan? <inaudible> What about Spanish? What about Creole? You don't know what one in Creole? What about in Eve? Deca. Wow. One thing. One thing. One. What about in, in Patois? How do you say one in Patois? You don't know one in patua Huh? One, one. <laughs> one. One. One, one love. I think it was a song like that, one love was a song like that, isn't it? Yeah. One love, one heart, feel alright. Singing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. You remember, remember this song? Thanks and praise to the Lord, it's going to be alright. <laughs> you remember but I'm talking about one. One. One thing. You know, when you hear the scripture, the scripture says that all things work together for good. All things work together for good. Okay? For them that love the Lord. Or all things work together for good. It means that for something to be good, a lot of things have to work together. For something to succeed. Are you hearing me? For something to... see, success is... So what I say that success is multifactorial. When you see something working, when you see something succeeding, a lot of little things are working. But, but, it, but when you see something failing, it only takes one thing to fail. So whereas success is multifactorial, failure is one critical step. For example, if you see a human being walking like this, Your kidneys are working. Your lungs are working. Your brain is working. Everything is working. That's why you are healthy. But when people die, very rarely is there a multi-organ failure. Usually, you die from one condition. Your heart is not working. You are dead. The kidney is not working. You are dead. Your brain is not working. You are dead. So, you see that it takes one to fail. To die, but for it to work, a lot has to work. Only like your car. I mean, for your car to be on the road, it means the engine is working, the tires are working, I ho- hopefully, your brakes are working. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? But just it takes one of the parts to fail, and the car cannot be on the road. Hallelujah. So this morning, I speak by the grace and by the Spirit of God, that one thing. See, I'll tell you a story that a prophet told us, and I'll tell you. I find it a very interesting story. You want to hear the story? There was this professor who was traveling he uh, was going to Congo. and when he got to the airport to go to where he needs to go, he has to go on a boat. You understand? You have to go on a boat to cross the river, the Congo River. And the Congo River is very big. I, isn't it what you were know, doing to Congo before? Congo, Congo. You have not been to Congo before. God bless you. Yeah, it's a very big river. So when he got there, it was late. So there was only, uh, the, the ferry had left. So he had to, there was one fisherman that he has to sit, put him in a canoe to cross the river. So he, so the guy, said, so, Professor, we're going for an important conference. Okay, fine. Can you be, so he came on board, he put the professor in the canoe and started paddling. And this was a local fisherman. So as they were going, the professor, professor asked the guy, do you know about psychology? The guy said, no, I don't. He said, 10% of your life is gone. <laughs> then they kept on going. Then the guy said, the professor asked the guy, do you know about bacteriology? He said, no, I don't know about bacteriology. He said, 20 per- yeah, you, are, you don't know about bacteriology? 20% of your life is gone. Then as they were going, he said, do you know about cardiology? He says, no, you don't know about cardiology? Thirty percent of your life is gone. Then the, the, the guy started to eat with his fingers. And as the professor was watching the guy eat with his fingers without washing his hands, he was thinking about all the James. He said, hey, do you know about bacteriology? James?" Gems? The guy said, No, I don't. He said, Then 40% of your life is gone. But as we were going to the middle of the ocean, it began to get dark and the the storm began to arise. And the boat was going up and down like this. So the fisherman looked at the person and said, Do you know about (laughs) shriminology? He said, Do you know about shriminology? The person said, no, say, 100% of your life. <laughs> because at this point, your bacteriology, your cardiology, your physiology, it does not count. What you need now is seminology. So, if you don't know seminology, 100% of your life is gone. <laughs> 100%. Some things are critical. You may know a lot. But there's one critical thing. I remember many years when my kids were young. I think we were flying to Atlanta. And Kwame was sitting by Michael. You know when you sit in the plane, they give you all the, they come and give you all the advices about in case of emergency, uh, the device, the flotation and all those type of uh, safety measures. That I may exit and put on this one, pull it up. And then there's a manual. So Kwame took it and was reading. And Michael couldn't read. So Kwame was saying that. So Michael asked him, What are you doing? So Kwame said, I'm reading. And he says, What you do when the plane falls into the water. But you can't read, so you are in trouble. (laughs) Then Michael said, Well, you can't swim either. (laughs) So whether I can read? (laughs) That boy has a smart mouth. He's talking about that. Even though you can read, between me and you, (laughs) you can't see me either. So it's of no use. One thing. Hallelujah. And I pray that by the Holy Spirit, may that one thing, that will make a difference in your life, may he be revealed to you. Say amen. You see, One thing, one thing that's why we come to church because the spirit also they say, I'll give you pastors after my heart who fit with knowledge. Sometimes you need one thing to change in your marriage and everything will be okay. One thing, may the spirit give you that thing, may that one thing that will make a difference in your health be given to you. Sometimes just one decision to to, to change even what you eat, suddenly you are healthy. Receive that one thing. I say, receive that one thing. I say, receive that one thing. So, let's look at the scripture about one thing. In the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse number 38. Luke ten thirty-eight, going to 42. Now, it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word but Martha was cumbered about March 7 and came to him and said Lord does thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone bid her to come that she may help me and Jesus answered and said unto her, "Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Say with me many things. many things, many things. but this is what I'm talking about, but one thing, but one thing is needful, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken from her. One thing. You see, this is a very interesting story. I mean, first of all, every time I read this account, I, 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 I begin to wonder what, what was Martha's problem? That's my question. What was Martha's problem? Because when we started the scripture, the Bible said, he came to a certain town and go back to verse. And Martha, a woman named Martha received him. You are gotten a guest. Why are you bothering Mary? <laughs> It was Martha who received him. Mary was sleeping. Mary was probably lazy, but she was sleeping, couldn't care less. You, Martha, was your guest. You received him. You see, but in a sudden breath, I can also understand her frustration. Do you know? You see, there's nothing. You see, there's nothing more frustrating, nothing more painful when there's work to do and then one person is sleeping. <laughs> Or watching TV we all have come from work we are tired and there's the baby to bath then you have taken you are sat in the chair lift the leg and put on the remote control <laughs> and you see I, 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 that is one that frustrates a lot of, of the young wives I'm preaching you have you have let that 18 or one year old and you are watching TV changing channels. You and you're also waiting for you see that you can see that the, the young mothers feel so frustrated like why can't you help? I'm preaching. I can, So I can actually see. Because as she has come she's also tired. She also has to prepare for work tomorrow and then you <laughs> as soon as you came, you pulled the remote. And the child is running around. And the child is whining. And this same, mother, well, this same young lady, young mother has to carry, you see, when they get old, they have experience, but the young ones is what I'm talking about. Now, the older ones, they're old. Wait, man no we'll see before. <laughs> it's the young ones. Sometimes we see them so frazzled. The combination of holding a child here and making this, and um, one, one hand is holding the child and this hand is doing the banku, it's not easy. But as people get older, they can balance things. So it's one of the commonest complaints I hear about young wives. It's not okay. Young husband, it's not okay. one wife should give me an offering for tea. i I'm preaching for you. (laughs) It's not okay. Mr. Young Husband, help. Help. Carry the baby small. Do the, this is small. Clean the bathtub. Clean the bathtub. You bath. Just clean a little small. (laughs) Mr. Young Husband. (laughs) Do something. As for the old ones, they really have retired. I mean, at this our age, <laughs> at, at this our age, you say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. i you know? So I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about we, 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 the assets. set more? Oh, <laughs> I like more. It's like not that. <laughs> nothing else about to change now (laughs) but the young ones I'm preaching Mother and Mary so you could see her frustration because there's nothing more frustrating when there's work to do than one person is relaxing yeah can't you help a little bit I'm tired so you could see her frustration yeah One thing, you see, uh, but you know, but it's quite interesting that Jesus said, look, but Martha, you are busy about too many things. Martha, you are too busy about too many things. And that's what I want to talk about. You see, sometimes we are too busy about a lot of honest things." Unnecessary. Look, there's a big difference between being busy and being productive. I'm preaching to you. See, the fact that you are running up and down does not mean you are productive. I'm coming down. Running around does not mean productivity at all. That's why I say, I pray that. You see, when when you come to church, I believe that you are spirit and God will guide you. May God guide you so that you become productive and effective. Because a lot of running around, does run, run, not mean You're achieving anything. It was my wife who told me one day we were driving. I think I've told you this story before. You want to hear it again? We were driving. We, live, we used to live in uh, Abenel. Uh, no, not uh, Edison. Woodbridge. Under Route 1. Just when you route one, when you pass um, route one, pa- uh, sorry, no parkway onto route one, parkway onto route one, then one thirty. So I got the exit, and there was traffic. You know, usually there can be traffic. So alright, uh, so I ex- uh, in my haste, I exited, and I went run round the back, all the back house. You know, there's small, small small, small small houses at the back. And she said, run, 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 run. Then I finally joined the route one. When I joined the her mouth. She, she wasn't driving, you know. But she ran her mouth. That's how they are more, right? <laughs> she looked at me and said that the myth of constant motion. The myth of constant motion. In other words, I haven't achieved math. All that I've gotten is the myth of constant motion. I've gone round, 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 but I have not made much progress. The myth of constant motion. That's what she told me. It's a myth. <laughs> the myth of constant, it's like, I, I thought, but how do you achieve much? Because when I joined the route one, the cars that were ahead of me had gone far. I had not achieved much. It was just, I had just gone around and round and round. The myth of constant motion. So sometimes you think you're achieving a lot being busy does not mean productivity i'm telling you being busy does not mean that at all one time we had a meeting then after the meeting i was so upset and you know i was upset i told the people that we have wasted our time this thing that this long discussion of two hours you could have said in 10 minutes (laughs) why are we wasting our time going over this this same long meeting could have been done in 10 minutes. But some people like to hear their own voice. Talk, 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 talk. I'm talking. Some people they like the sound of their own voice. Pray that you don't have a leader who has the sound, who likes the sound of his own voice. I'm <laughs> preaching. I said, pray that you don't have a boss who, have, who likes the sound of his own voice. I said thing. 10 minutes you could have done this meeting. So busy does not mean productivity. Yeah, at all. In fact, it's very interesting that when the pandemic came and they shut down and people work from home, productivity actually increased. Those of you who work who who, yes. They said some companies, the actual productivity increased. Just the fact that people were working at home. So, being in the traffic and the subway, going and come tired, that's normally you are productive. Yeah, Hallelujah. You see, pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you. Because sometimes, you see, you can always be deceived that you are being productive, you are being effective. That is why, even as a church, we have to keep on analyzing our methods. Because oh, she can easily be deceived. She said, The father, you are tired. <laughs> that's no me. And that's what sometimes the, the young wives don't get. I'm so tired and you don't appreciate it. You're so tired, but you haven't done anything productive. <laughs> 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 one thing I'm getting there, one thing is needful. You see, the man has come home. You are cleaning, you are cooking, you are dusting. He's, he's only interested in one thing. <laughs> For the whole evening that he has come, one thing he does not care whether the room is clean, whether the dishes are done. He's only interested in one thing. You do you are running around, and running. when when it comes to the one thing, you are snoring and say, Why is he not happy? Why he doesn't appreciate my effort? Why do we want One thing. You could have left the dishes the, like that. You could have let the carpet on sweep. Just one thing. <laughs> one thing is needful. <laughs> I'm preaching. One thing is needful. One thing. Listen to me. You could have stopped making the banku and the palm no soup. It took you six hours. You would have preferred McDonald's. So that one. <laughs> Let's go buy McDonald's. So that one thing, you are so hey, I've cooked, and then I spent my whole. I've been on my feet all morning. You hey, don't appreciate it. He's not interested in you being on your feet all morning. Appreciate it. He wants you back on bed. One, <laughs>
2: hey,
1: one thing. One thing. One thing is needful. <laughs> I'm it to you. Say amen. amen, Loretta. Say amen, Sally. Say amen. What the young wives say amen. One thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a message I'm preaching. So don't say that. Oh, no. he does not appreciate my efforts. No. Like like one husband told the wife, the wife, the wife said, I'll be on my feet. I'm no you don't care, you don't seem to appreciate it. The wife said the wife, then the husband told her the husband told the wife, you are sucker. Then I the wife said, Yes, what is sucker? He said we don't count ball possession. We don't count we count only really goals. <laughs> 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 he said the match is won by the number of goals you score. You can have 80% ball possession. If you don't score, it's like. <laughs> it's not about ball possession. How many balls did you put in the net? One thing. Amen. Yeah. So, but, so, Jesus was saying that, look, Mary has chosen one thing. One thing is needful. Which cannot be taken away from her. And that's the word of God. Mary had chosen the word of God. And that thing can never be taken away from her. He has chosen the word of God. One thing is needful. The word. The word. The word. The word. One thing is needful for your life, the word of God. Hallelujah. And that cannot be taken away from you. Say yes, trusting the word. You see, that is why I preach to you all the time. You see, don't underestimate the importance of your quiet time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Quiet time. The word. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The real thing that you need to guide you in your life is the word of God. That's the word of God. I don't care what your profession or your degrees. What you need to guide you, to lead you, is his word. Thy word. Thy word. In, in your marriage, in your job, in your school, the real guidance comes by the word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. Without the word of God, you and I will stumble in darkness. Hallelujah! Amen. Yeah. And that was man has chosen. So Jesus said, "This one that she has taken, to not be taken from her, because real guidance, real guidance comes by the word." My daughter, by the word, by the word. You see, don't try to, don't try to experiment with your life. There is nothing new. That which has been. Is that what you be sure? Rather, what does the Bible says? And let that one be your guide. Yeah. They said, Mary has chosen that. Mary has chosen that word. Hallelujah! What is it is Mary? And it will not be taken away from her. It doesn't matter what what you think is important. The word, you know. God can speak to you in visions and dreams. I believe it. God can speak to you in supernatural ways. I believe it. But 99.9, you and I, he speaks to us through his word. 99.9, he directs us to his word, the Bible. And God will speak to you more as you stay in your house. You wake up in the morning. You have your quiet time. God will speak to you more. How long am I preaching to you? Only two hours. No. God will speak to you more on your daily quiet time. Your word. The word. One thing I can say, I've been a pastor for a while, is that look, people who don't obey the word, okay, people who don't obey in their private lives, don't bother to counsel them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, don't bother. Is this? People who don't have a personal obedience to the word of God, don't bother to cancel them. Yeah. Because you see, because they don't respond to the word, don't think that by you canceling them with the word, they will respond. They don't respond. So now this one I cancel. that's the person, you see, when you obey the word in your personal life, and then there's a problem, and you come and see the man of God, because you are used to obeying the word, when the word is presented, you take it. Yeah. But the one who doesn't obey the word, no, no, no. You see, no pastor has a magic one. Somebody think that the pastor has a magic one. Then that, no, it doesn't change like that. It's the word. So as you don't respect the word in the, every area of your life, don't think that by coming to see a pastor, in, by showing verses, I mean, what, what, else are we showing? What, what else are we showing them? Isn't it the same Bible we are showing them? Same. So if you don't obey it, you have to have a relationship. You have to believe in the word. So that when you come, and the man of God shows you maybe a part that you don't know, because it's the word, because you are used to obeying it, you take it. So what I'm trying to say is that if the word of God does not work in your life in secret, it will not work in your life in public. If the word of God does not work in your life privately, it will not work in the public. Yeah. Hallelujah. Is the way? So so Jesus said, Mary had taken that path. Amen. And it will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, Yeah, Mary has taken that part. One thing is useful, the work. Quiet time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mary has taken it. The way. Tell me. Because Mary was just busy. Martha was just busy, 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 busy. Busy, 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 busy it doesn't mean productivity at all at all at all one husband told her wife that close the business now and the and wife said why should I close the business and I said when you wake up in the morning and go and become, at the end of it, we, we lose money <laughs> that's what her husband said we, uh, I, we lose money so you are better off just just stay home Because you're going and coming, you're actually losing money. I mean, when we put together the day, the the the, the child care we have to pay, the gas, your clothing, everything, we're actually losing money. I am preaching. I am preaching to you. <laughs> you are better off just close it down and stay home, because your movement is not generating anything. used to happen to a certain country that I know? Their airline. There's a certain country in the world whose whose name begins with one of the alphabets. They had a national airline. When the airline flies, it comes up with a debt. The plane when it goes, the plane will leave from that country and come to New York. By the time it comes back, they they owe money. So it is better to park the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Why has oh look uh, sorry husband actually told him about the look? Because the wife had a boutique. She had a boutique. And she would go and sit there, all these mannequins, dresses and everything. And was bringing nothing. Even the cost of renting the the, the, the store. So the husband said, You are better off putting a table in front of our house and putting bread on it. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked the wife that do you know the answer, to, the, the answer the wife gave him well I know it doesn't bring anything but I like to look good in the boutique <laughs> the fact that she sits there no we have to be careful so this is the unnecessary but Mary has chosen the one thing one thing one thing is needful and that, thing is, that one thing I'm talking about is the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word will never pass away. Hallelujah. Another one thing I'll talk about is seen in the book of Matthew. I believe. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10, 27. Matthew ten twenty seven. One thing Matthew ten twenty seven. Ready? Oh, where's that one thing I'll share with you? No, 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 this is not a verse. It talks about um, go and sell your possession Look, let's go to look, Luke eighteen, Luke eighteen twenty-two. Okay, let's start from so we can. Let's start from twenty. Luke eighteen twenty. Thou, this guy came to see Jesus Christ, a lawyer, and he said, What's the greatest commandment? And he said, just on the, he said, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false nor honor thy father and thy mother. Next verse. And he said, this, the guy said, All this I have kept from my youth up. I've been mean, doing you know all this. When Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lackest thou one thing, one thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. You've done all the things right. One thing thou lackest. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. One thing thou lackest. then what happened? And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. One thing thou lackest. Jesus said, the commandment. He said, so, no problem. I've been obeying them. I do the commandments. I fast, I keep. I want to come. In fact, in, in, in another version, the Bible said, and the, and the Lord loved him. And I think that's in the, in the Matthew account. Say, and the, Jesus actually loved him. He loved him. He said, you are not far from the kingdom. But one thing that I like is, I think it's in Matthew. Go sell. One thing. Here, I want to, you see, I hope your spirits are alive. You see, there are a lot of things it's actually a prayer topic, you know. One thing that I lack like is for, for most of us, we love God. We want to serve God. We want to do the things of God. But there seems to be one particular problem. Somebody! one particular sin one particular situation that we struggle with you struggle with it I struggle with it one something that you struggle with of heart you were a good person. In your heart of you want to serve God. In your heart of heart you want to do. But there is one particular problem that somehow you seem not to overcome it. One thing. That's what I'm talking about. One thing. One. Somehow it's a weakness. Somehow it's your Achilles heel. Somehow, somehow, no matter what, it, 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 it weighs on your conscience. One thing that I lack like is. One thing that I like is. By and large, you are okay. But one thing. I'm talking about serving God, being close to God. One thing. One thing. And the more spiritual you are, the more it weighs on your conscience. One thing. One thing that I lack is. That's all. One thing. One situation. But for this. You see, and I, I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. The, the, the solution to that thing is let's pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit concerning this particular thing. Lord, I want to love you. Lord, I want to serve you, and you know that this is the problem. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit for her help. He's the only one who can help you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your one thing is. To some, of your one thing is just gossip. To your, so to some, your one thing is just alcoholism. To one, to some, your one thing is just young fair ladies. As, like somebody say, young girl I'm my weakness.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to some, your one thing is envy. To some, your one thing is jealousy. To some, your one thing is moral weakness you do everything right but we are morally weak and I want people to be sincere don't be a hypocrite I'm sure everybody has that one thing everybody has that one thing something that you struggle with concerning your faith if only I can overcome this I'll be a better person for some your, your one thing is your anger when you are angry, you are like an 80-wheeler truck. Nobody can stop you. So angry. So angry that when you come down, like, you wonder whether you are even born again. Like the guy who got angry, this guy has an anger problem, he got angry in his, at home. I'm sorry, my husband. So angry, he broke the plates and smacked all the plates. I mean, if you break all the plates when you're angry, when you finish, you will buy them. And after you smash the place You buy it again Your anger Your anger When you are angry Nobody can control you One thing One thing For some Your one thing is your love for money I'm preaching to you. Your life for money. Your life for money will make you do anything. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what is the easiest. When they, when they show you money, you are like you are like a, a cat that has seen meat. Money. Your life for money will make you sell your brother. You will betray anybody. Some who even kill because of money. Money. Your love for money is an obsession. Yeah. Too much. And the reason why you have no peace and your home is being destroyed because you love money too much. You can never be content. You are always looking for you are competing in comparison. I mean literally one one human being, how much can you eat? How many beds can you sleep on? How many toilets can you put on at the same time? I'm asking you. I told one lady. I said the reason your marriage is not working because you are greedy. I told you point blank, you are a very greedy woman. And he said, "Well, I say your husband, you—you—he's lazy, he's not productive, he's laid back, he doesn't do anything." I say, "I'm a pastor. A pastor, so many people. A man who does forty hours a week is good enough. But because of your greed, the forty hours he's doing is not enough for you. You want him to go and drive Uber, swim, uh, do—I mean—in addition to his work. What's wrong with you?" Do you know how many women here will be happy with a man who makes 40 hours a week? How many ladies here will be happy that they have a husband who does at least 40 a week professionally? Sister, am I saying the truth? Am I saying the truth? That if you can only do 40 hours a week professionally, will it be okay? That's more than enough. I say you are greedy. It's a great, I say you are greedy. Your love for money is too much. That is why you are getting hypertension, diabetes, asthma, everything. Because you love money. Your migraine. Godliness of contentment is great gain. A handful of quietness is better than two handful with vexation. One thing, great, you love money too much. Too much. Too much. Some some of your one thing is self respect. You admire self respect too much. You always want people to see that you are good. Bible, look, look, you want dignity too much. Dignity is too much. On that, You are living a lie. You are not who you are. Yes, yes. Right. Tell the truth small. Sometimes. Carry yourself like this. No, you are not. You come, you come like this. You are not. You are not. I'm preaching to you. Self-public public opinion is too much for you. That is why, yes, you don't talk to your wife, but you, you don't talk, even though you're not talking to her, when You step out of the car, you are wearing blue, blue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, public appearance, you look like a perfect couple. There's Wahala at home. <sighs> <laughs> there are some times you might be able to come and say, Right, Charlie, no, 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 no. But some of you, the way you walk, in the way you come out with your wife? The way you come from the car street, honey, honey? Just before you go out of the car, you are not talking. I'm preaching to you. Just before you got out of the car, you were not talking. But just for so that uh, the check the rebel will know that you are a nice couple. Look, stop, stop the pretense. Wahala day everywhere, from time to <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 everywhere. Fire day, oh mo, huh? everywhere fire day. <laughs> oh, cool? 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 No, where cool. If you are angry, yes, let me you know you are angry. I mean, I know, there's one particular brother I used to like him, but when he was a ruff, Charlie. Today, any day, today I told him a piece of mind <laughs> Then I saw you to calm down, calm down. (laughs) One thing. Public opinion is very important to you. One thing. And it's affecting you. So you have to be real. You have to be real. Why are you living in a place you cannot afford? Why are you driving a car you can't pay for? You can't, you can't. Hallelujah. One thing. That us Some of us is pride. 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 And I'm going there. And let me tell you so that's saw pride I pray for you. Pride. The first thing in the world was not the eating of the apple. It was pride. Satan said, "I will be like God. I will be like the Most High." Pride. You are so proud. Pride. Pride. And the Bible says, "Pride goeth before a fall." Pride. Go- if you see pride coming, immediately after pride is a fall. And look. I mean, I'm not enough to put you know, there's, there's you, The number one reason for your poverty is because of your pride. I'm going there. You are poor because you are proud. Yeah. You are poor. Because you are proud. Because, because because, you are proud to take something, uh, another job. You feel every job is below you. That's why you are poor. Hey. Yeah. They can't talk to me like I'm not a small boy. Okay, go. Go where you are big. I said, go where you are big. This small boys who have come, go where you are big. Pride your degree from KNUC it doesn't work here. <laughs> your degree does not work in the newark by your pride your pride you're too proud you can't humble yourself you cannot humble yourself that is why pride goes before effort. that's why you are broke that's why you are poor it's because you are proud you don't want to accept we don't want to accept that things have changed. Pride goes before fall. I mean I know a particular guy that he is poor but he's so proud. So I wonder, this guy what is the basis? You know there must be basis for your pride. You know some people because they are proud because they are they are handsome. They are proud because they are rich. They are proud because they are educated or they are proud because they come from a good family. But this one good family No. <laughs> <laughs> Riches, no. Uh, (laughs) Handsomeness, no. It's like I can't see anything around. So it only comes with one diagnosis. It's called idiopathic. In medicine, there's something called idiopathic. You know, idiopathic means cause unknown. Because somebody can be anemic because they didn't eat well. Or they are having a heavy menstrual period. So they are bleeding a lot. Or they have a cancer. So there's a reason for the anemia. But when you do all the same and find nothing. Then you call it idiopathic. Anemia of unknown cause. I mean I mean idiopathic pride. There's no reason. Pride. One thing. Just one thing. See, but what I'm saying is that when it comes to that eh, pray, the Bible said that when the spirit of truth comes, he himself will help, will convince. See, I want us to pray. I feel we should pray for the Holy Spirit to help us. That That one thing, that one thing, that which is keeping me away, that which is keeping me away, that one thing, Lord, help me to overcome it. He's the Spirit of Power. I say He's the Spirit of Power. He's the Spirit of Power. That one, the Holy Spirit, help me to overcome that one thing that is ruining my marriage. That one thing that is destroying my relationship. That one that is destroying my love for you. One thing. One thing. I pray. I think we should pray. I believe in this I mean, Just pray. We're going to pray for a short while. Everybody, stand up to your feet and pray. Ask for one thing. Now, God, help me. Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Just pray. I, I think we should pray at this point. Just pray for a few minutes. You know that one thing. In fact, in fact to somebody here, absolutely. to somebody here, that one thing is a human being. To that somebody here, that one thing is a human being. It's a particular person that he just rubs you the wrong way. That because of that person, you seem not to overcome and come closer to God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. That this person will not rub you the wrong way again. That one thing. Let us pray. Everybody pray. Pray for yourself. That helps me. That's why we are in church. We are being honest with ourselves. Pray for that one thing. My mama. What is that wanting of God? What is that wanting of God? Is it fear, oh God? Is it lust? Is it a moral weakness? Is it pride? Is it alcohol? Is it, uh, is it lasciviousness? Is it a human being? What about that wanting, Lord? Help me to overcome i help me to overcome help me to overcome one thing oh god help me to overcome that one thing oh god help me to overcome that one thing oh god everybody pray let's pray for ourselves oh god Help me help me help me help me you must acknowledge your sins oh god i struggle Mention that one thing, Lord. I struggle. I I'm struggling with this problem. I'm struggling with this situation. I'm struggling with this person. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me to overcome. Oh, the Bible says that God no, no. the Holy Spirit is I the Holy Spirit is our helper. The
3: Holy Spirit is our help Oh, I struggle, oh God. One thing know this one thing. It is. My marriage, it is destroy my relationship, it is destroy my children, my no. my Help me, Lord. Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. 토- deliver, so One thing, My I need he l- the no. so your help with that one thing, Lord. My carabo, go delebe, baja robo, si chacha, babo, thank
1: you thank you place your hand on your heart and let us pray father in the name of jesus honestly if you can kneel down please kneel down if you cannot kneel down to his father if you can let us ask for forgiveness lord if you cannot kneel down it's okay but if you can please your hand on your heart and let us pray Father we are asking for your help we are asking for your mercy we are asking for your grace this one thing this one thing this one situation that has been a stumbling block it has been a hindrance has been a struggle we struggle we struggle but on this Sunday we humbly go down on our knees we are asking for the help of the Holy Spirit the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to help us we are asking for your help because we feel helpless we feel weak our own strength has failed us Holy Spirit help us Holy Spirit help us overcome this one thing this one thing oh God that we may draw closer to you thank you Holy Spirit for your help in Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving let the saints say amen amen God bless you thank you yeah one thing look please be seated yeah let me tell you something you just have to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit because your strength cannot do it. Amen. Yeah, Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Hallelujah. And I believe that as you have committed that one thing to him, he will help you. I say he will help you. That one thing will drop off and you wonder how did it happen? It happened by his grace and by his mercies. Put your hands together for the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, the next one, quickly, is I'm going to talk about your personal encounter. Hallelujah. John 9.25 John 9.25 This was about a blind guy. He eyes got open and people were questioning him about Jesus Christ and he said he answered Emmanuel, he said he answered and said whether he be a they say Jesus Christ says whether he be a sinner or not whether he be a sinner or no. I know not one thing you see the phrase there one thing one thing I know the next one thing I know one thing I know, thing I know. that whereas I was blind now I see that's all that's all. do you get it? You see, I'm talking about your personal encounter. Your personal conviction. The guy who said, I don't care what you think about him. So first, I'm concerned. So I am concerned, I was blind. And now I can see. Whether he's a thief, whether he's a robber, whether he's this, I don't care. So first, you, see, you must be able to have your own personal conviction. You must have a personal encounter with the Lord you must be able to say that I don't care what you think. So first, I'm concerned. You see, let me tell you something. In all honestness, don't don't align with people or agree with people to, to, to dislike somebody. I'm preaching. Don't align or you to dislike somebody. The father, he doesn't like him. That nobody actually wants not not like him. Don't get me involved. Allow me to form my personal opinion. We have a tendency of so long as we don't like, everybody must not like. One thing, the guy said, Look, I don't care what you call him. So far as I'm concerned, yesterday I couldn't see. Today I can see whether he's a thief. Whether it's an arm robber, you, see, you must be able to say that. I don't care what you think about this church. So far as I'm concerned, I had a situation when I came, the Lord helped me. The Lord had my person. Well, no matter what you say about this church, so far as I'm concerned, this church is my church. You can do whatever you want to do. That's it. This is my church. This is my pastor. You can describe it anyway, but So far as I'm concerned, he's my pastor. You see, and it comes from a personal conviction. You must have a personal condition. That's the You know, it's not a good thing just to agree with people to dislike somebody because, because no, because you say you don't like, I also don't like. No, sometimes you need to have in your mind. Don't always agree with your wife who, to dislike somebody. It's a perfect but i'm saying you should be to telling her honey i love you you are my sweetheart but on this matter i'm entitled to my opinion no i'm serious i'm prison there the, the, the church is quiet because you see you keep on agreeing with her one day you eat the apple by the serpent yeah. if adam had said no they would not be in this mack-wallah. You must be able to say you must be able to say to your husband that your husband is criticizing the church. You should tell saying, I love you, and you are my husband, but concerning this, I beg you. Don't get Disney involved. I also have my personal culture. It's difficult for some of you to accept. But what I'm trying to say is be careful. there's so many examples in the bible if sapphira had not agreed and unless you have my life oh. i don't know why i should preach this message yeah. you and are going to tell your life sapphira could have said, oh, sweetheart, that thing was 200 oh, if you can say but you see, something you you submit foolishly unto death you have my life okay. i think it's too high for the church Oh, I think it's too high for the church. It's not everything. I'm taking it's not everything you have to agree. You might be rejecting. I like you, you are my friend, but concern this matter. I mean, we are my friend. And know, but concern this guy. No, 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 no. You can form your opinion. I don't agree with him. If only Safira had told the apostle that look, Ananias, I agree. But concerning this I will not use it. I will not. I, I will not tell Peter to two hundred. No, no, I will not. And then four hundred. She submitted, and she died. Yeah. Submission that kills. Husband doesn't want to come to church. Doesn't want to do with a church. And. He, mm-hmm. Yeah one particular husband, I warned him. Preaching serious message. The wife did not want, they were in the church, and the wife did not want anything to do with the church. So she engineered that one husband out. And do you know why? I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why she didn't want anything in the church, is that like, she wanted to control the husband. And so first, I'm concerned, I will not allow you to control your husband.
2: Preaching.
1: So i I'm concerned, I'm your pastor, I will not allow it. But all that she wanted was to control the guy. So, as she saw that she was not getting her way, she started criticizing the church. And then was able to convince the husband. And they left the church. So, when they left the church, the they hit that break it a, a, a hedge, a serpent. Come and see serpent biting. Now, the wife has taken over. The wife has kicked all his family out. And he, all her family is in the house. The last time I saw the guy, he was going mental. I'm telling you. So a true story. The guy was going mad. It's not a joke. And it, it's not a joke at all. The guy was going mad. So be careful, because she knows. So long as she's under this church, I will not allow it. So she she managed to get out. To understand that, spouse will say, "Get out, get out. Be careful. Get out and go away." one thing you must have a personal experience with God you see, like guy said, look, I don't really care sometimes I'm concerned I was blind and now I can see So this is my pastor that's what I know, this is my church that's what I know, I had this issue when I came the Lord helped me, so you may have your problem 1st I'm concerned one thing follow blindly don't follow blindly I'm saying that Aneneas could have saved her Sapphira Safira could have lived I have to say something that if I say that, I should say it there is a certain type of submission that leads to killing Christians have you Christians is this wives a certain type of submission will kill you but the type of submission that will kill you i will never say it in the microphone come and see me in chambers i'll tell you because <laughs> i don't want you to go and quote me <laughs> no 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 no. because it is not it's not an easy statement it is something that must be said with a lot of discernment and spirituality by and large, submission is what the bible says but when it comes to the nitty-gritty you need wisdom that one, I can't say it in the microphone because everyone and what is fit. But generally speaking, submission is good. You should submit, generally speaking. But there are individual cases. There are individual cases. There are individual cases. And I pray that God will give you wisdom. I'm serious. One thing is, different. the guy said, I don't really care. I was blind. Now I can see. That's far I'm concerned, I was blind. Now I can see. Your problem with him is not my problem. I can see. Your issue with him is not my issue. I can see. I didn't say that. Please, I did not say that. I beg you. Did I say that? the Did I say that? Because did I say don't no submit? That's not what I said. Bible says you must submit, and I will always preach submission as the word of God. But I'm also saying that there are one or two cases that you need good counsel because submission to death is not submission. If the man is beating you, threatening you, and you are in the house, are you mad? And what's wrong with you? He's threatening you, he's abusing you, I'm preaching and I'm not ashamed, threatening you, abusing you, and you are in the house. Commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. Why are you loving your neighbor more than yourself? Want your neighbor to kill you? By the spirit. I'm preaching by the spirit. Because, because let me tell you, let me say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. It it. It is better to divorce and live than to stay married and die. I've said it. I say I have said it. You are better of divorcing and living than stay married and die as i have said it you can quote me on it you can send me an email i will apply you see this is this is what i lead to a lot of problems in the charismatic world because of our, our fear for divorce and this, and our, what we say about that is not good, it has led also to the negative fire end whereby people have been pummeled and so and people have died. And that is wrong. 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 This one thing message is getting hot Hallelujah. Say now I can see. Okay. personal. look, I don't believe in divorce. Though. I don't believe in divorce. The Bible says God hates divorce. But there's some instances God allows it. Yes. And I'm taking my time on this particular point because you see, there's a general um, there's a general, uh, how do I call it, thinking or ideology in among charismatics, our type of churches that look, no matter what it takes, we don't like divorce so stay inside. It's not true. It's not true. Staying at all cost and die is not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And I don't think any man of God will endorse an abusive relationship. Well, I think we should continue the message. It must be said. It must be said. One thing is useful not to interpret it lightly. But one thing is needful. You must live. You must live. Let everybody label you as a divorcee who is living, than a righteous person who is in the grave. After what the Bible says, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Listen to the Bible, Proverbs. It says, a living dog is better than a dead lion. so those of you husbands who have been thinking oh eh that's what you can't divorce me I mean go ahead divorce so I'm going to abuse you <laughs> not here <laughs> it's not endorsed here oh, oh is it endorsed here it's not it's a bad behavior it's a bad bush it's a bad bush beastly bastard Behavior. All the bees. Finally, one thing. (laughs) One thing is to behold the beauty. Hallelujah. That's what they. Psalm 27, verse 4. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing is needful one thing all one thing have I desired David was very busy, he was a king he was a politician, but, he said, but one thing have I desired that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple is that your desire? is that your prayer? That, not that you're going to be here temporarily and then leave he says, one thing have I desired. Becky, one thing. Not, not some part of my life. All the days of my life. That should be a prayer. Not that I'm in church today. Tomorrow I'm not in church. One thing have I desired. When I was young, I want to be in church. When I'm old, I want to be in church. I want to be in church till I depart to meet the Lord. One thing have I desired. That I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That was his prayer. Not some days of my life. Not the good days of my life. All the days. All the days, and it is my prayer, and it should be your prayer. May not, not, may not a day in my life before that I will not be found in the temple. God forbid that one day I will not be seen in church. God forbid. May I abide, Florence? May we abide in the temple, all the days. To behold the beauty and to inquire to inquire Stacey, he, he, he say, to inquire in this temple in other words if I have a problem if I have a question if I have a situation where I do my inquiry it's not my mother-in-law I do it in the temple <laughs> to inquire anything that's concerning my mind anything that's disturbing me anything I'm struggling with when I want answers, I come into his temple. That's where I do my inquiry. Because when you do, inquiry matters. Yes. Why you seek counsel matters? Where are you inquiring from? Who is counseling? Where you get your inquiry? So David said, this is my prayer. This is my desire. This is all I'm looking for yes I'm a king I'm a politician I'm a very busy man but one thing have I desired that, that, and I will seek after I'll go after it justine that, that like, all the days of your life they know that if you are looking for justine on Sunday you will see her in the temple and if justine has an issue she will come and pray in the temple if justine has an, an inquiry she will inquire in the temple that's my source Anything that's confounding me, I come to the temple. That's why I said, let's do, that's why I started the everything by prayer night. Everything by prayer night. Every Friday we meet here. Everything by prayer. What is bothering you, what is stressing you out, bring it to the Lord in prayer. Everything by prayer. That I may inquire in the house of the Lord. Stand up to your feet. I fix my eyes on you. The order of my day, casting aside every sin and way Oh, sing it for me. I fix my eyes on You. I fix my eyes on You. Oh Jesus.
3: I lay my burdens down. Oh, letting the oh. cares of oh. this world now fade away.
2: One thing I see, I may dwell in your heart, oh Lord my King. All oh, 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 the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty.
1: David, I fix my eyes on you. The altar of our faith. Yes, we may have cares. We may have problems. But we cast them aside. We fix our eyes on you. One thing we desire. One thing I desire. That I may dwell in your house. Five years from now, may I be in your house. Ten years, may I be in your house. Fifteen years, may I be in your house. Yes. Until I depart from this earth, or until the Lord come, may I be found in your house. This is my prayer. And this is the prayer that I pray for the chains. This is the prayer I pray for the church. May your feet be found in this house. May you never fall away. May your inquiries be in the house. And may you get answers to your questions in this house. In Jesus' name, Amen. Your hands together for the Lord
0: now, with every head
1: bowed and every eye closed. You are here, you are not born again. David said, One thing, one thing, one thing I desire you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. He said, I want to dwell in the house. You cannot dwell in the house of God when you are not a Christian, when you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. you know salvation is very important after your birth into this life the next thing is you must be born again so no movement with all humility and every eye closed if there is anybody here who is not born again please today lift up your hand and I pray for you because it will be very painful to leave this place not knowing the Lord so if there is anybody who is not born again please lift up your hand. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about being born again. Being sure of your salvation. Father, we thank you for this church. Thank you for the saints. Let none live here without being saved. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you did it online, there's a number to call. Please sit down and let's get ready for communion.
3: This is my body, which was broken for
0: you. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at QFCAnnouncements at gmail.com. That's QFCAnnouncements at gmail.com.